This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back. Today is Thursday, April 27th, 2023. Tucker Carlson breaks his silence in nuclear viral video. Hunter Biden's lawyers meet with DOJ and House Oversight teases the release of the new Bidens caught up in the Chinese corruption and Congressman Spot Scott Perry joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. How we got that energy? How do we keep the energy going, baby? We do it because, well, we are filled with patriotism and also filled with caffeine. I got up very early this morning, headed right into the studio and inside of my hot cup at 6.45 a.m. We've been recording for like five hours. Uh, is blackout coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, blackout coffee is made right here in the United States of America. Not only that, it was made right here in Florida by patriots, people who love this country, people who love this place so very much and want to see it grow and want to see businesses built here. They also want to give you the power, the caffeine, the energy, well, to defeat the communists. And you're going to need some energy to defeat communists. These people are godless demons that have like uh, deep, dark energy from the pit of hell. So ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you Please go to blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Go to blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Use the coupon code and get 20% off your first order. It'll be the best coffee you ever have. Stay true to your values. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Benny. Energy to fight the commies. I like that. I'll put that on a shirt. We need that kind of energy. And Tucker Carlson gave us that kind of energy last night when he shattered the internet into a thousand pieces. Scattered it to the north winds and to the southern badlands. Tucker Carlson dropped a video last night on his Twitter page. Uh, it's not lost on us how incredibly dope it is that Tucker Carlson dropped this on Twitter.com. And this thing has gone thermonuclear. This after Fox News shattered the bedrock of cable news industry by I mean, in inexplicably committing murder-suicide on Monday, uh, but it's murder-suicide against their own themselves and their own brand, I guess. They thought they'd get rid of Tucker, and what they ended up doing is getting rid of literally all of their ratings. You didn't know that Fox News was one man, did you? Tucker Carlson's video was perfect. It had continuity. He was filming inside of his own uh, studio at his house. He lives in Florida, in a rural community in Florida. He had a, a studio built in his house. The reason for that is because in Washington, D.C., a mob of Antifa and BLM sociopaths murderously went to his home in Georgetown, kicked in his door, wrote graffiti on his driveway, and bashed in his car windows, tried to attack his wife. She had to lock herself in a safe room. You never hear that story, do you, about Tucker? Did anybody ever apologize to Tucker? Was anyone ever arrested for doing this? So Tucker Carlson said, I'm out and got out of D.C. Said this is never happening to me and my family again. I feel that. That's exactly what I said with my family in a semi-similar situation where my family was threatened and attacked in Washington, D.C. Anyway, 
Tucker Carlson came down here and now does his show from a home studio. And so he released a video last night that had really beautiful continuity. It's from the same studio that he recorded his uh, Fox show in. And he told his audience he would see them soon. He decried the liars that won't allow real conversations. And he says, luckily, we can still have these conversations, giving people a lot of hope. Watch. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. Ooh, see you soon. And every one of Tucker's four or five million viewers per night and the uh, tens of millions who follow him on social media got a little tingle in their spine. And Elon Musk got a little tingle in his pinky finger because he was seeing the numbers on Twitter go B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This is, I believe, a live look. You can see there 51 million views. We have crossed the 50 million. Look at the number right there below the tweet. 50 million viewpoint. And also Tucker Carlson releasing this at 8.01. That is exactly the time that Tucker Carlson's show goes live. What a beauty. 700,000 likes. 159,000 retweets. Again, this thing is thermonuclear. 51 million views, by the way, for somebody who would regularly pull down around 3 million viewers a night. Well, that's like a 20x. That's like 20x viewers on Tucker Carlson's first little tweet back. So what does that show you? It shows you that Tucker Carlson is headed for very big things. It shows you that Tucker Carlson, he's just getting started, baby. And more importantly, the younger viewers that Tucker Carlson drew into Fox News, they're going to follow him because they're far more likely to turn on a screen like you're watching me right now. You're watching me right now on a social media platform. This is how young people, and I, I would argue most people, choose to consume their news, choose to consume the data and information inside of their lives. This is the medium. This is the audience. These are the platforms. And this is where Tucker Carlson should be, frankly, not trapped inside of a box uh, that's ancient from like the dinosaur days. So good job, Tucker Carlson. The first tweet back, and he's just absolutely slaughtered. 51 million views. Look at that. So what about um, Fox's ratings? Speaking of being slaughtered, Fox News's ratings. Let's do a comparison contrast here, okay? This is March 20th, a month ago, okay? So this is from one month ago. Now, we looked, my team looked, my producers looked, and I was like, I want to find a date that's like a month ago that didn't have anything big going on. Joe Biden didn't fall down any stairs. There wasn't any wars started. Tucker Carlson wasn't dropping any big exposés. And this was like the date. This is exactly one month ago. So here we go. This is what's called primetime right there. So this is primetime. You have Jesse Waters. You have Tucker Carlson, Hannity, and Ingram. 
check this out. As somebody who's had a cable news show, as somebody who had a weekend show with Newsmax, and I like Newsmax. I got nothing pro no problem with Newsmax. I like them. I released a big statement. Like the, 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 the I wanted to leave Newsmax so that I could focus on this audience. I feel like this audience uh, is where it's at. To be quite honest, I got no hard feelings for Newsmax. I actually really enjoyed my time there uh, and so on. And I hope that many, many successes. But for real, check this out. So this is Tucker Carlson. This is just a random night. Tucker Carlson got 3 million viewers, 3.4 million viewers. It's a huge number. It's a huge number. Massive. You can see the, see over there, Eric Bowling over on Newsmax was getting 150,000. Yikes. I mean, listen, man, that's just what it is, right? Newsmax is younger. They're trying to grow. Tucker Carlson get 3.4 million. That is dominant. And more importantly, the people around Tucker were getting huge numbers as well. So Jesse Waters getting 2.7 million. Hanny getting 2.5. Laura Ingram still over the 2 million mark. That's good. Hey, man, all the way up to 11 p.m. Greg Gutfeld getting 1.8. King, king of late night. So good for him. Now let's pop on over to yesterday's ratings. And what I mean by that is, I guess, Tuesday, because the ratings come out the next day, 5 p.m. the next day. So this is the, the, the most recent ratings we can get. Here we are. Check it out. Uh, you have 1.7 million. Huh? Wait a second. So Fox News' audience has been cut in half? Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Cut in half. From Tucker Carlson one month ago, random night. To tonight, to the last night that we have the numbers on, which was Tuesday, 70, uh, 48 hours after they got rid of Tucker Carlson, the, the, the backlash is so extreme. There, there are people like wondering if they'll have jobs on Monday morning at Fox News right now. 1.7 million. Millions in audience lost. Millions in audience lost from a month ago. But look at how it's affecting all of the rest of the lineup. Was Fox News just one guy? No, seriously, I asked you the question. Was Fox News literally built around one man, Tucker Carlson? Jesse Waters has lost 500,000 viewers. Hannity's lost 500,000 viewers. What are you talking about, Hannity? Hannity's been around since the Stone Age at Fox News. He doesn't have like a built-in audience that'll just watch him every night? N apparently not. Hannity's lost 500,000 viewers. Ingram lost 500,000 viewers. Gutfeld even. Lost 250,000 viewers. If there's some person who's blameless in all this, it's Greg Gutfeld. And Greg Gutfeld is defending Tucker Carlson. We'll get to that in just a moment. So this is an absolute slaughterhouse. But then you go on over to the Newsmax column. And now you're seeing Newsmax is going 3, 4x their regular viewership. Newsmax is seeing gangbusters, record viewership. Eric Bowling's show, which was at 150,000, is now at 562,000 viewers. I'm not trying to bore you to tears, but I'm showing you these are the real world effects of horrible policy decisions. It's not exactly, it's not absolutely Tucker Carlson, but they got rid of Glenn Beck. They got rid of Dan Bongino. They got rid of a bunch of America First people. Now they've gotten rid of Tucker. And now the bleeding has begun. Tucker was the last man, the boy with his finger inside of the dam. And this is just on terrestrial television. They are not even looking at Fox Nation numbers, which was entirely built around the cult of Tucker Carlson. Fox Nation, which is their premium subscription streaming service, was built entirely on Tucker. Tucker was their best salesman. They have all these documentaries, long form podcasts, all this stuff. You need to subscribe like 15 bucks a month or whatever. 
they're losing subscribers like at an insane rate. Uh, my entire feed is people canceling their Fox Nation. And I'm one of them. Because I'm a huge Tucker fan. And it's not just because I know the guy or because I work for the guy. I'm like, a, I'm like an actual huge Tucker fan. I'm a huge fan of his product. He's, again, like, I, I got to state, and I'll, I'll state it for the last time, this is a generational talent, Tucker Carlson. And this is like the Red Sox uh, trading Babe Ruth. Like, the Red Sox traded Babe, Babe Ruth for, like, some peanuts. And it was the worst trade. It was considered the worst trade in all of sports history. They got rid of uh, the, one of the best to ever play the game, depending on, maybe generationally, the best ever to ever play the game. This is what's happening, right? This is this is Babe Ruth. And they just traded him. Traded him away. So a couple of things here. Why did they trade him away? This is a crazy article. I would never put up a Vanity Fair article here, but I was shocked reading this. Shocked. Check this out. This is Vanity Fair. They do have good entertainment reporters. According to this article, and I'll just summarize it for you, uh, they got rid of Tucker Carlson, a generational hero, a man who was the number one watched cable news host with Democrats. I'll repeat myself. Democrats watched Tucker Carlson more than they watched CNN or MSNBC. You wonder why they had to get rid of him. Check this out from Vanity Fair. Apparently, Tucker Carlson's swing towards Christianity and spiritualism, right? He's talking a lot about good and evil, a lot about like the values, a Christian values and a moral society, the kind of conversations you have to have, like continue the American experiment. That is what freaked out Rupert Murdoch, according to this reporting. Tucker Carlson had a Bible study at Rupert Murdoch's house with his fiance. Rupert Murdoch ended up, according to this reporting, you can go read the article for yourself. Rupert Murdoch ended up canceling then, calling off his engagement after Tucker Carlson had a Bible study with his fiance. He called off his engagement and then he fired Tucker Carlson in the same month. What the hell is going on there? People inside of this article say that uh, that Rupert Murdoch, who's 92 years old, is uh, really creating a panic time at Fox News. They're saying that Rupert Murdoch is like a senile king. That's what the uh, unnamed sources say about Rupert Murdoch. He's a senile old king and nobody uh, has the guts to say this guy shouldn't be king anymore. And all his erratic moves are like dooming the network. Yo, it's crazy stuff. It's creating a civil war environment inside of Fox News. Greg Gutfeld is out tweeting. Again, like Greg Gutfeld. I like his content. He's out tweeting, defending Tucker Carlson. Good for him, man. Good for Greg. Greg Gutfeld is uh, tweeting uh, at Geraldo Rivera, uh, a craven lunatic, who's saying that, you know, essentially kicking Tucker while he's down, rubbing salt in the wound, saying that um, Tucker Carlson, uh, you know, his reporting was BS is what Geraldo says. And Greg Gutfeld says, you're a class act, real man of the people. Roasted. Boom, roasted. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Tucker Carlson, his departure has in its infancy of the boycott cost 
Fox News, millions of viewers. Millions. Millions. A bloodbath. The bloodbath is here. People are saying that it's the next. People are saying it's the next uh, Bud Light. And they'd be right. There's a little bit of drama going on with other Fox News hosts, other Fox News hosts who used to work at the network. Megyn Kelly is one of them. Uh, she had Keith Oberman clap back at her, being like, you were fired from Fox, to which Megyn Co- uh, Kelly puts Keith Oberman in a body bag. I just love this clip a lot. Uh, please enjoy. Even uh, Keith Oberman was saying similar things, uh, comparing Tucker to a Nazi he also, for good measure, decided to tweet about me because I said Tucker is going to be better off without Fox and said something to the effect of, you got fired from Fox and NBC. What would you know about it? So first of all, you misstate the circumstances of my departure from NBC, sir. That's all I'm allowed to say about it. Uh, and as for Fox, there were widely reported facts that I was offered $100 million to stay there. Uh, but the record's very clear that I left voluntarily because I wanted to raise my family, something you don't know anything about because no one would marry you and you have no children. You have a cold, lonely life in which you become a bitter, bitter man, something I wouldn't know anything about because my life is joyful and I've managed to raise my own children. And someday I hope you have that pleasure, but I don't have high hopes it's going to happen. <laughs> okay. My God, that went from like a two to an 11. Yo, Megan Kelly comes correct. I mean, some some people will never forgive Megyn Kelly for like the the Trump debate, right? The first Trump debate and whatever, and that caused some friction and what have you. Uh, whatever, man. I, I call balls and strikes around here. That's a savage, savage clip. Somebody find a six foot tall body bag uh, for Keith Oberman. You don't have any kids. No one loves you, uh, and you're gonna you're gonna die alone, a miserable old man. Keith Oberman is sixty four. We checked. Uh, yikes. Holy smokes. Let's talk about someone who's not miserable. Tucker Carlson, check this out from yesterday. Uh, we are deeply sorry that we had technical difficulties yesterday. We know that we have a loyal audience. We love you. We always try and let you know when we're having technical difficulties. We did yesterday. Yeah, lightning storms around Tampa. Boom. Internet gone. Had to bring in a guy and fix it all. Anyway, we are back and the internet's better than ever. Trust us. So here is Tucker Carlson from yesterday. We would have loved the show with this, but here we are uh, on his golf cart. In the rural Florida community, does this man look canceled to you that he lives in? Tucker has a $5.5 million house. Tucker Carlson's worth like an estimated $500 million. There he is with his wife of 30 plus years, smiling, laughing, howling with laughter, they say. They asked Tucker Carlson, what's your plans? And he said, an appetizer, then an entree. I want to take my wife out to dinner is what Tucker Carlson said. What a stand-up dude. I want to take my wife out to dinner tonight, and uh, I haven't been able to do that on a weeknight in a very long time. Look at that. In a golf cart, it's cruising around. Dude, it's great to see. That's what actual true happiness looks like. That's what eternal joy that cannot be stolen from you looks like. That's what a life well-lived looks like. Life is going to hit you. It's going to punch you. It's going to hurt you. That is a guarantee. It's a guarantee whether you watch Rocky, right, who gives a speech about this, or whether you're reading the scriptures. Christ, God, promises that our, that life will hit us real hard and that it will be painful. Uh, and so you better structure your life correctly. Uh, God, family, country. We say on this show, God, family, country. God, family, country. Structure your life correctly and you will have your house built upon the rock. 
This is what it looks like when your house is built upon the rock. Smiling, happy, laughing. The caption says, the loved up pair who have four children uh, pulled over to briefly talk to the Daily Mail before Tucker sped away into the Florida evening howling with laughter. <laughs> Does this man look canceled to you? Let's listen to that howling laughter on a golf cart, shall we? All right, baby. So it's ha- going to be happy trails for Tucker. Most beautiful shot in all this, them go- driving on the golf cart. This is a couple goals here. That's a couple goals. There you go. Them's them's goals, baby. That's your goals right there. The world, the, the left, they screamed, they cried, they raged at Tucker Carlson. They finally got his, you know, John the Baptist's head on a platter, right? Finally got their deep, dark wish. Did it bring them any happiness? No. Back in the day, I texted Tucker about another hit piece that was written uh, by the New York Times about him. And he held up the New York Times laughing. I said, this is perfection. And he goes, they're miserable. I'm happy. I win. You don't think that Tucker's going to take that same tact here? Nah, man. Nah, man. Even his old colleagues are saying, hey, maybe Tucker Carlson's going to run for president. <laughs> oh, too good. Watch. Got strong credentials with Obama and with Biden. Looks at that and says, why aren't I the president? Wait, do you she think might that Susan Rice is going to take on Kamala Harris for the nomination? I think I think there is a chance. I'll watch yeah. it. And then so in 2024, it'll be it'll be uh, Susan Rice versus Tucker Carlson. <laughs> OK, up next, Bill Meyer. <laughs> OK, so having worked at Newsmax, having worked in corporate TV, I can tell you uh, what happens is they issue edicts. They tell you things you are not allowed to talk about. And I promise you one thing that Fox News is not allowed to talk about is Tucker Carlson. None of those guests are allowed to talk about Tucker. And so Greg Gutfeld, they're breaking all of the rules of Fox and good for him. Godspeed and God bless Tucker Carlson. Uh, he's back, baby, and he says he'll see you soon. So we are here for it. Speaking of seeing you soon, Hunter Biden had his lawyers dragged into the Department of Justice. Uh-oh. Hunter's lawyers are meeting with the feds. This is very, very interesting. So Hunter's legal team was dragged into the DOJ. Why? They met with federal prosecutors on Wednesday, yesterday, as authorities weighed charging the first son following long-running probe about his finances. The Biden legal team, reading to you from the New York Post here, has spo- uh, was spotted entering the Department of Justice headquarters by CNN as Hunter reportedly facing federal charges ranging from felony tax evasion to failing misdemeanors on his taxes to felony count about lying about his drug usage on a federal gun purchasing form. Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss will ultimately determine whether or not to file charges against Hunter. Well, I mean, you, I mean, you, you, you could you could literally um, grow oak trees in your backyard at the speed at which they are deciding to charge Hunter Biden. Now, apparently an IRS whistleblower is coming out saying that it is the political department, uh, the political appointees inside of the Justice Department, correction there, that are holding up these decisions. So very curious here. Uh, Here's CNN on the news of Hunter's lawyers heading out of the DOJ. They don't look too happy. There has not been a public development in this criminal investigation into the president's son in nearly a year. 
Now, I've learned that this meeting was requested by Hunter Biden's attorneys. They're seeking an update on the status of the case. The Justice Department said, sure, come on in. And they set a date. Now, we're told today in attendance were representatives from the Justice Department's tax division. And I will note, uh, the tax division currently does not have a politically appointed chief. So that's a career official who's in charge of that division, as well as the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware. And the Trump-appointed U.S. Attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, he stayed on after former President Trump left office to continue overseeing this investigation. So what do you and your sources know about the current status of this criminal investigation? Well, it's interesting how little has changed since our colleague Evan Perez reported last summer the prosecutors had really narrowed down the charges to potentially uh, some tax charges and possibly one false statement charge related to the purchase of a gun and not disclosing his addiction. But then nothing happened for nearly a year. And at this point, it's unclear whether they got any disposition on the case. I was told by sources not to expect one, but we're still reporting out exactly what happened when these two sides met. And of course, at this point, the Justice Department is not commenting. So the IRS whistleblower inside of that same criminal division uh, that that woman on CNN was talking about is the person who is going to Congress and saying that Hunter Biden is receiving preferential treatment in the ordinary course in a federal criminal tax case and pursuant to policy and practice, defense attorneys get a meeting for the asking, uh, says the former federal prosecutor, uh, and he told that to NBC News. They typically use that meeting to try and persuade the Justice Department prosecutors not to charge the client, often to no avail. So the unidentified whistleblower's letter went out to Congress. That is causing a panic attack in Washington, D.C., saying that political appointees have stopped the Hunter Biden investigation cold. The inquiry into Hunter Biden's finances broadened in 2018 to examine how his international business dealings intersected with his father's political career. James Comer saying that it is impossible that all of this is just Hunter Biden. He is the very dim bulb inside of the family. He was being ordered his criminal activity. Trust me, what you're looking at here is a RICO case. This is a racketeering case. They're going to use this to wrap up Joe Biden, his dusty old announcement for president. Get going, James Comer. Oh, and by the way, big announcement, James Comer joining the program tomorrow. Watch him here. So, you know, when we hear about the, the Biden family lawyers are, are meeting with the DOJ to talk about a potential indictment of Hunter Biden, I want to be very clear, Maria. It would be impossible for the Department of Justice to just cherry pick Hunter Biden for an indictment and not do anything to the eight other Biden family members because they were essentially doing the same thing and receiving the same types of payments from our adversaries around the world that Hunter Biden was doing. Yo, I mean, listen, man, they're starting to get really laser focused on this. They're saying that now nine Biden family members have been wrapped up inside of this pay for play scam. This is, in fact, a scam. The nine Bidens in the family business. I mean, you got to start going into like the nieces and nephews here. Uh, GOP oversight tweeting exactly that. How many people are going to be caught up in this racketeering charge? Not sure. But all that matters really is Joe Biden, which is what James Comer says. Watch. At what point does this go into the Oval Office? At what point do we find that there was a sharing of income from these LLCs into the occupant of the Oval Office, Mr. Biden? Well, our informants have told us there is, in fact, uh, 
there will be evidence where it would point to Joe Biden. Uh, there, They had these family schemes that involve paying for things that would involve Joe Biden. So we're going to continue to dig. We're going to continue to, to, to track the money, uh, both the money coming into the Biden accounts and the money going out of the Biden account. So uh, we've got confidence that uh, that the president was involved. Look, Larry, obviously the president was involved in some form or fashion because you don't have rank and file family members, just uh, right. average people off the street right. that are getting million dollar wires from adversaries around the world, including the Chinese Communist Party. It's called money laundering. It's the biggest scandal in American history. James Comer saying that he has informants that have told us that there is direct evidence that this money went straight into Joe Biden's pockets. This is a dirty, filthy family that never thought that they'd be found out. And they never thought they'd be found out because they have the protection of the super state, the government above our government, a totally and wholly unelected government unaccountable to you outside of the bounds of our democracy. This is the true evil inside of our society, uh, perfectly evidenced by the 51 intelligence officials who decided to collude with the Biden campaign and lie to you about Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, Donald Trump has said that those individuals deserve to be charged with treason. Revelation that this was incredible, that 51 intelligence agents totally lied. I think it's treason. They totally lied just before the election, right before the vote. They lied and they said that the computer, which had all crimes on it, was Russian disinformation. 51 top people, the top people in the country, they lied. I actually think it's treasonous. And by the way, that's just another way that they cheated on the election. They, they you cheated should, in many ways. You should revoke, would you revoke their security clearances? A lot of these people still, they're contractors, they're still intelligence professionals, and they have access to our secrets. Should they lose the that? The security clearance of every one of those people should be immediately revoked. Absolutely. Very good. Very good, Trump. And my boy, Greg Kelly. Come on. Newsmax. I, I love Newsmax. I love the family there. Newsmax. Great people in Newsmax. Greg Kelly's one of the best. I'm glad we're using his clips. Somebody who's not one of the best, Jake Sullivan. Jake Sullivan is the national security advisor at the White House. He's also one of the people that worked inside of the Biden crime family. He was the one who was essentially escorting Joe Biden to Ukraine as soon as Hunter Biden got the position and the Bursum aboard, there are whistleblowers about that too. Seems like the entire world is collapsing down around the Bidens. If we had a fair country, that'd be the only thing that you ever hear about. But here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, Jake Sullivan uh, had the temerity to trot out uh, of his vampire coffin that he allegedly lives in. I've never seen a man more translucent or sickly looking. Uh, this guy bears a lot of, a lot of weight on his uh, guilty soul. Wouldn't want to be him especially in this scenario where he's asked point blank, uh, are you a dirty, filthy liar? Watch. Ukraine, I wanted to give you the opportunity to respond to a former White House stenographer who this month outed you as a anonymous senior administration official who briefed reporters on Air Force Two en route to Ukraine in 2014. Um, he says that you spoke about giving aid to the Ukrainian national gas industry just days after the, first, or the second son had uh, secretly joined the board of a uh, Ukrainian gas company. He says he considers you part of a corrupt influence peddling conspiracy. He wants to testify to a Delaware grand jury about it. Uh, do you have a response to that? And were you part of a corrupt influence peddling operation involving the Biden family in Ukraine or any other country? No. Yeah. 
<laughs> Super compelling there. Oh my. Shakespeare, brevity is wit. Yeah, well, uh, Jake Sullivan will see himself questioned before Congress. This whistleblower is cooperating with Congress. This whistleblower, again, it's hard to keep track, really. But this is the new scandal. This is a different scandal. They're all different scandals. Comer's going after the Biden finances. This whistleblower's saying that it's connected because as soon as Hunter Biden got a position on the Bursama board, Ukrainian gas company, why does it always go back to Ukraine? Why are there biolabs in Ukraine? What's going on with Ukraine? What the hell? Why is it always Ukraine? Of all the gin joints in the world. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. So this whistleblower is saying that as soon as Hunter got his position on the board of Bursama, that Jake Sullivan is the guy, the greaseball, who's bringing Joe Biden over there to try and establish national gas dominance for Ukraine. Just pay for play, pay for play, pay for play, pay for play. Privat bank, the whole lot of it. We've done the research. They're dirty. They're dirty. They're dirty. And if you believe in a higher power, if you believe that there's justice in the world, you'll believe that this family uh, will go down. Pride cometh before destruction. Maybe not in this lifetime. Maybe not. I don't know. But certainly in the next. So James Comer was essentially asked about this. James Comer, of course, has more whistleblowers than he knows what to do with right now. Got to like got to line them up and give them like a, 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 a sticky note label to try and keep them all in order. There's so many people coming out of the woodwork being whistleblowers on the Bidens. James Comer saying and again, man, busiest man in Congress, James Comer will be joining our program tomorrow. Do not miss it. We will ask him all of these questions. Uh, saying Jake Sullivan is a, a liar, a dirty liar who's going to see congressional inquiry. You mentioned this is not just a Hunter Biden investigation. This is a Joe Biden investigation, and that will come through in your work. But when you hear that and based upon what you've researched so far, how much trouble is Jake Sullivan in? Well, the, Jake Sullivan's in a lot of trouble. I would make the argument that Anthony Blinken's in a lot of trouble. Let, let's see. Just look what's happened in the last few days. We've had two whistleblowers come forward, not just the stenographer, but also the IRS agent. Uh, I believe there are going to be more whistleblowers come forward very shortly. Uh, I mentioned whistleblowers two weeks ago, and my counterpart on the Oversight Committee, Democrat Jamie Raskins, uh, made the statement that there were no whistleblowers. Now he's he's gone silent because two have come forward. I believe there will be more that come forward. This just adds to the legitimacy uh, and the urgency of our investigation. Uh, we have a national security crisis at our hands. And look, the information that I've seen, Nancy Mace has talked about it. Byron Donalds has talked about it. We've seen these bank records. Uh, we, we've seen the bank statement. It's very concerning. You're not going to get away from the bank statements. You're not going to get away from your own emails. Hunter Biden's own laptop. They're setting them up. They're setting them up. Read it. Read the Old Testament. King Saul. King Saul, Royce. King Saul. Guy was so full of himself, so puffed up. He was uh, forced by God to live like an animal. He got on all fours and he went off and lived into the wilderness. 
Dude, it's the best part of any movie when the king, the evil, corrupted king collapses. It's the best part of any movie. You're going to see this regime fall. It's going to be a beautiful thing. And they're, they're going to be undone by their own actions. Anthony Blinken is in Hunter Biden's laptop. It's amazing. The corrupt, this criminal cartel is running this country. This country is run by a criminal cartel. You can see Blinken's emails inside a Hunter's laptop from 2015, setting up these shell companies, setting up this way to like funnel money. You want to know why the international community doesn't respect us? You want to know why they're getting off the dollar? Everyone's like, yeah, we're going to go with the Chinese yuan. Well, because the, at least China admits they're corrupt. At least China just admits it's a single party state. America like, is trying to pantomime that we have a democracy. It's a corrupt criminal cartel. Check it out. Former acting CIA chief Mike Morrell just admitted that that was a lie fed to him by the Biden campaign by way of Anthony Blinken, our sitting secretary of state. Now we're learning that Blinken's ties to Hunter, they go even deeper. Newly uncovered emails showed Blinken was planning behind the door meetings with Hunter back in 2015. Hunter emailed then Deputy Secretary of State, uh, the, who, he, Hunter emailed Blinken, who was then Deputy Secretary of State for the Obama White House, if he had time to grab a cup of coffee because, quote, would like to get your advice on a couple of things. Blinken, in another email, told Hunter it was great to see you and catch up, and even told his assistant, uh, he told Hunter that he thought, his assistant thought, Hunter was, quote, pleasant on the eyes. And Hunter, just so we know, wasn't just meeting with Blinken to, hey, say what's up and get a cup of coffee. He was taking those emails that he was coordinating his calendar with Blinken and looping in his Burisma business partner, Devin Archer. He forwarded and CC'd and FYI'd Archer on all of these meetings. So what were the board members of the Ukrainian energy company doing with the deputy secretary of state? Guys. If there is justice, if there's any justice left, it will come down upon the pox as a house, the house of Biden. The house of Biden will have a pox upon it. It will not stand. We'll see. We'll ask James Comer about it. James Comer is one of our last best hopes, actually, to bring down this crime family. And the American people are behind him. 69%. Nice. 69% of Americans believe claims that Hunter Biden got preferential treatment in criminal probes. And that they are serious. 40% believe that it could lead to the impeachment of Joe Biden. We've heard that before. We've seen it before. Some of the most mundane, vanilla post members of Congress are coming out saying, yo, there's no way that this doesn't lead to the impeachment of Joe Biden. A majority of U.S. voters believe Hunter Biden is getting preferential treatment in the federal probe into his business affairs. A new poll has found. Comes after a special IRS agent has sought whistleblower protection. 69% of Americans believe the accusations. So here we go. They know these people are dirty. Now, how do you know these people are dirty? You don't have to look into Hunter Biden's laptop to know this. You just have to look into his personal life. Hunter Biden bagged a stripper when he was high on coke, got her pregnant, and then refused to acknowledge his love child. Joe Biden uh, doesn't have seven grandchildren. He has eight grandchildren. Funny how that stocking's always missing at the, uh, the White House fireplace. Somebody needs to ask Jill about that. Hunter Biden is ordered to appear in Arkansas court for paternity case after baby mama demanded he be thrown in jail for refusing to hand over financial records. This one's a juicy one because the financial records essentially show that Hunter Biden's business 
with Ukraine and China. All this money was flowing right into his bank account. You know, she gets these records because they had to do a paternity test. And well, turns out it is Hunter's child. And Hunter might be thrown in prison first. An Arkansas judge in a very fascinating development just ordered Hunter Biden to appear in court next Monday. Now, this would be Hunter's first public appearance in the paternity case of his four-year-old love child. For months now, Hunter's been claiming that he has no money to pay for child support. But when the Arkansas court ordered Hunter to prove it with financial records, Hunter said no. So now Hunter's baby mama, London Roberts, is set to use financial records from Hunter's laptop to build her case. But Hunter's attorney is saying, whoa, 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 quote, that's not my client's laptop. As far as I know, he's never accepted that's his laptop. But everyone knows the laptop is Hunter's. You can't say it was Russian disinformation anymore. The lid was blown off of that cover up. Oh, man. I love this. <laughs> okay, so uh, Arkansas is a MAGA state. Arkansas is a red state. Arkansas is where my girl, Sarah Sanders, is governor. And now this judge in Arkansas, uh, I don't know who appointed this judge, but this judge in Arkansas is getting the hammer. I always have my hammer. The based hammer out for Hunter. Independence County Circuit Judge Holly Meyer ordered Biden to attend the court hearing on May 1st because his absence is interfering in the process of litigation. She said, from now on, I want both your clients at every single hearing I conduct. I will no longer allow us to excuse clients because they, it is interfering in the process. Boom, shaka, laka. In a Friday filing, lawyers for Roberts insisted the recovering drug addict should be uh, locked up inside of a detention center in Arkansas and stay there until he complies with the judge's orders. Oh, my. Oh, they're going to lock up Hunter in Arkansas? Whew, sounds like a Clinton special in the works. The judge's latest demands come after she expressed frustration during a Zoom hearing. There will now be in-person hearings on May 1st. We look forward to that. Maybe we should go to Batesville, Arkansas. Maybe we should go there and ask Hunter a question. I really want, if I got a chance to ask Joe Biden a question, I'd ask, hey, how many grandkids you got? Can you, can you tell me how many grandkids you got? We're going to get, ladies and gentlemen, in just a second to Joe Biden being essentially fed questions by reporters at the White House. Wild. But first, we have a special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, the Freedom Caucus is so very important in our Congress. And there is a great man who is part of it, who leads it. His name is Scott Perry, and he joins us now. Congressman, thank you so much for being on the program. Now, we're going to get to Joe Biden being fed questions by the press. I got to I got to start first. Uh, have have I fed you any questions? No, you have not, Benny. Uh, okay. Not one. We're it's coming live. Whatever you give me, I don't, I'm, I'm taking it as it comes. Got it. Okay, so my staff has not been like, no, Benny will ask this, 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 and this, and then you no just clue wobble. what's coming. You, you no wobble. Off. Okay, got it. Okay, <laughs> you wobble off into the sunset to watch Matlock. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. We, we're we're covering the Biden financial fiasco. It's hard to really right. keep track of all of the whistleblowers. You're on oversight, so this is going to be something that clearly and keenly you're going to be focused on. Can you give us an update as to what is happening now with these Biden whistleblowers and where the committees are going? Well, I will tell you, we are starting to put the pieces together. As you know, last week we went to Treasury and went through 
three big binders of uh, sig uh, suspicious activity reports, bank activity by the Bidens. You saw cha uh, Chairman Comer come out and say, oh, was it just a couple of Bidens? It's a whole bunch of Bidens, and we haven't even gotten to the bottom of it yet. And so we're trying to connect the dots. And one of the things that that's now leading to is, of course, these are suspicious activity reports uh, that, that, that the banks have to send to the Treasury. But what they don't often show is, is what accounts they're coming, what the accounts the money's coming from or what accounts the money's going to. We know some of the individuals, but there's a whole lot more. So we don't know who in some cases or in many cases, what country, what company, what individual is sending money to the Bidens. We see a little bit of the disbursements, but we also don't know what they're spending it on. And for sure, what we have no idea about is why companies countries or individuals, especially foreigners, or are paying the Bidens? What service is Hunter Biden yeah. or any of these enterprise providing? Now, we have whistleblowers coming out, FBI and from, from the uh, IRS, who are upset with this, what looks to me like obstruction of justice. That's what it looks like to me. Tampering with the investigation to make sure that certain privileged people in America don't see the scrutiny of the law that every single one of us. Just keep in mind, Benny, the president just asked for and got 87,000 new IRS agents. That's not claims people that determine how much money they owe you and how fast they're going to get it back to you. Those are people that are going to visit your doorstep and say, huh, looks like you paid the gardener 300 extra dollars. I think, uh, you know, we're going to haul you to jail uh, for for uh, tax evasion. Those are those people. At the very same time, it looks like there was a concerted, coordinated effort to make sure that Hunter Biden avoided all that uh, all that activity. And of course, you know, look, we've seen this before. The crime's bad enough, but the cover up is always worse than the crime. And so this is starting to unravel as we peel back pieces of this story little by little. And, 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 and look, they're going to fight us every single step of the way. So it's going to take subpoenas. We're going to have to drag people in uh, under protest. And we're going to have to get their stories. We're going to have to put all this together and see where this leads. And of course, as you know, Benny, look, no one can say that the president did anything wrong at this moment. But we can say there's a lot of smoke regarding the president, his family, and oftentimes where there's smoke, there's something creating that smoke, and that's the fire. And that's where we're headed right now. Yeah, it could also be the crack pipe that Hunter Biden's smoking. You never well. know. It, there's a lot of smoke. You don't know. We have the videos. But you're right. That's what Democrats are saying on the other side of the aisle. So we, we look. We don't, Unlike Republicans, uh, Democrats huddle together with the media. They get the questions in advance, and they come up with the yeah. statements that they're all going to say at the same time. And so we listen to the shows and we listen to the talkers and we hear their new statements and their new ways to defend the Bidens is to say, well, there was no laws broken. Sure, it was unethical. Sure, sure, it was shady and dark and dirty, but there were no laws broken. What do you say to that? Uh, you know, yeah, well, look, it's certainly shady and we'll determine whether the laws, whether laws were broken. But but I would say this, every single American that's watching this left, right and center feels that if they had done any of these shady things where allegedly laws weren't broken, they'd already probably be in jail. Yeah. Um, so this is the Biden administration with their complicitors in the media trying to tamp this thing down and make it look like something it isn't. And of course, making sure that it doesn't affect uh, President Biden and his presidency and his future run for the presidency. But as they like to say, 
No one is above the law. And we certainly agree with that. And so um, let's just make sure that that's true. And let's look at section and code and look at, look, the Biden laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop is full of infractions for which Benny Johnson would already be cooling his heels in prison, right? We already know that. That's, that, that, that's not a question. The question is, is why haven't they been prosecuted? Who knew about them? Um, who stopped the prosecution? And what other things and what other individuals are uh, involved and complicit to this that we don't yet know or can't yet prove? Now, Congressman, I, I wouldn't be breaking rocks in a prison yard. I would have been Epstein by now. I mean, they, they get me behind bars and they ain't, ain't no telling. You got a copy of the Constitution behind you. You got copies of our founding documents. You're, for, you're a Second Amendment guy. Yeah. You're a gun lover. You're from Pennsylvania. You lo- you, it's, a Pen- it's a Second Amendment state. You got a lot of like people love guns. And Hunter we Biden, love to it, defend ourselves and we love the Constitution, but we also follow the law. So if we're going to buy a firearm that has to be yes. registered like a pistol, we don't lie on the application because we know, A, it's the wrong thing to do, and B, it's a federal crime for which you can be prosecuted and put in jail. You got one of, the, you got one of your colleagues uh, who's asking the ATF, yo, uh, this was yesterday, what's the penalty for lying on your federal NICS form? And he says 15 right. years. So why isn't Hunter Biden in prison? I suppose I should ask that question of you. Uh, Well, look, we are the legislative branch, right? So unlike the Democrats, when Republicans are in charge, we just assume everybody's guilt, number one. Number two, we try not to exceed our constitutional mandate by also become judge, jury, and executioner. Unfortunately, in our system, we're relying on the competence and the integrity of those in the executive branch to execute, in the executive branch to execute the laws. And uh, so there's no been no prosecution. And apparently there's nothing on the judicial side either. These people are working in concert with one another to protect, uh, you know, their interest. And their interest apparently is Hunter Biden and President Biden, their family and that presidency. That's that's what's happening right now. You use the word and the term obstruction of justice and Chairman Comer also used the term obstruction of justice. This is what they this is what they get Nixon for. Right. This is what they go after yeah. Bill Clinton for. Right. Uh, are, are these impeachment? Are these impeachment words? Uh, well, using? certainly. Look, look, breaking the law, high crimes and misdemeanors. Um, there are a lot of members of Congress that know that the president is flouting the law. He knows that he's uh, or feel that he's generally incompetent and so on and so forth. But they're waiting for a violation of section and code. And if we find that violation, in fact, then those indeed are undeniably impeachable offenses. Now, I will tell you that impeachment as as far as we know it for presidents, judges, those type of things is not a legal uh, remedy. It is a political remedy. Yet some of my colleagues are not convinced of that. The, 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 the political remedy already exists. We need to convince some of our colleagues that the legal remedy exists, if indeed it does. And, and right now, that looks it looks like that's where we're headed. So you're so you're saying the political remedy, you're saying that there would be support for an impeachment vote. Well, if he's broken the law, absolutely. I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, clearly section and code, right? To me, flouting the law, not failing to, to faithfully execute the law is an impeachable offense. And, I, offense. and I would just submit to you that President Biden's inaction, inaction and flouting of the law on, the, on our southern border is an impeachable offense. Unfortunately, there's not enough of my colleagues that are convinced of that. But, uh, but I believe that uh, he's already committed not crimes of omission, correction commission but crimes of omission just have to convince enough colleagues that uh that the the 
destruction of America by millions upon millions of people coming here illegally by the drugs that are coming, the cartel activity, the time commit and crime that goes with it is a reason for a, a vote of no confidence, which is essentially impeachment of the president of the United States and others, including Secretary Mayorkas and many federal judges. Yeah, I mean, we're here for it. Everyone came on our show and promised us an impeachment of, at the very least, Secretary Mayorkas, uh, yeah. who, who I mean, that's indefensible. So final question for you. You're on oversight. Yeah. You're chair of the Freedom Caucus. What's next? You've gone into the Treasury. I assume you you talked about it. You went into the Treasury and looked at the documents yourself. Yeah. So can you can you fill us in? Give us a preview of coming okay. attractions. What's next? So I think previews of coming attractions are going to be some depositions of some whistleblowers. Then there's going to be a little more fact finding. And then there will either be referral of charges or demand uh, to see who stopped the investigation and the prosecution of obvious and, and admitted crimes. And then, the, and then, of course, the scope of the investigation and the scope of the, the lying, the perfidy, and the malfeasance then increases to include federal agencies and individuals working for federal agencies, which then, because we're the legislature and we can't change them, right? They serve at the pleasure of the president. But what we can do is make sure they don't have any money. And, and, and the, well, what all that will do will make the case to, uh, to have that, their uh, funding drastically reduced just as we come into the time of appropriations. That's really what the, the Congress has, the power that the Congress has, and the only power it has is to dry up the funds and the resources of these rogue agencies that are flouting the law in, 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 uh, in defense of their friends and, and overusing the law as a weapon against and, and persecuting their political enemies. All we can do is make sure they don't have the resources to do either one and refer charges and hope that the uh, that the judiciary will follow the referral and prosecute appropriately. Uh, Congressman, I, I got to tell you, uh, as somebody who has really been excited about this Bud Light boycott, I can tell you drying up funding is a very yes. powerful tool. Indeed. Drying up fun, you dry up funding. Okay, they start to really okay. scream, and they're like, "Look at anything." Yes, yeah. indeed. <laughs> but, but we have to have the courage to do it, Benny. Not yes. just the courage to say it, the courage to do it, and not just in a cursory way, in a meaningful way. Uh, there's not one person I know of, literally left, right, or center, that says the answer to our problems in the United States of America is more IRS agents. It's more weaponized FBI and Department of Justice and intelligence agencies censoring our speech, breaking down our doors and persecute us, persecuting us for our political beliefs. And, and we should not be funding the, uh, you know, the, these folks that use these uh, awesome powers of the federal government to, uh, you know, to prevail on American citizens and make us make us fear our government. It's supposed to be the other way around. That's right. That's exactly right. That's why that Second Amendment is hanging right yes. there behind you. Congressman, always an honor. Thank you so much for being on the program. Godspeed. God bless you, sir. Thank you. All right. We promised you we didn't give many questions in advance. Scott Perry, chair of the House Freedom Caucus absolute patriot. But Biden does get his questions in advance from corporate media reporters. We found this out yesterday. Joe Biden was photographed holding a note card. That note card contained the question he was about to be asked by a reporter from the Los Angeles Times. We can show you a photo of the note card right here. You can see the uh, note card and the face of the reporter. 
for the Los Angeles Times. And question number one, reporter Q&A. It's Joe Biden's old diseased hands there. Uh, Courtney Subramanian, subterranean, Courtney Submariner, whatever, from the Los Angeles Times. Foreign policy, semiconductor manufacturing. How are you squaring your domestic priorities? <laughs> they even have the question written down. <laughs> oh, my God. And they followed the script. Look, watch. Now we're going to take some questions. First question from Courtney of the Los Angeles Times. Thank you, Mr. President. Okay, so there you go, Courtney. J Joe Biden did not make a mistake trying to pronounce her last name. Uh, we do have the uh, coverage of this moment from a Fox News White House correspondent. Jackie, today the president took a few questions. And listen, we always know now that this president has a list of who he's going to call on and, uh, and maybe the order. But today it seemed like he had a heads up on what the question would be, questions. That's right. Uh, a photographer in the White House press corps got a picture of the president's placard. Just take a look here. Um, in his hand, the name, outlet, and question from that LA Times reporter, which reads, how are you squaring your domestic priorities like reshoring semiconductors manufacturing with alliance-based foreign policy? She was only one of two uh, American reporters who were formally called on today. Mm-hmm. You ever realize that you live inside of a clown world run by people with dementia, it's like a criminal cartel, and these people maybe have been running things your entire life, and maybe, maybe we don't have control at all of this country anymore. You ever thought about that? Taxation without representation? If Joe Biden can't handle a single question from a Los Angeles Times reporter, I mean, how much else is rigged inside of our system, inside of our society? Joe Biden getting questions ahead of time, having a giant flashcard with the reporter's face on it. And this guy's going to run again. He announced on Tuesday he's going to run again. Nobody cared. The, lame, the lamest ass video. We played it for you. This is not the first time that Joe Biden's had note cards. We did a uh, pretty viral Twitter thread on this. But you can see Joe Biden having all these note cards. One time the note cards were so funny. Like, you go into the room. You sit down in the chair. You breathe. You have a resting heart rate of 80 beats per minute. It's incredible. It's always, it's always this. You can see it right there. You deliver opening remarks for five minutes, then introduced President von der Leyen. <laughs> I, it's like you got to laugh. If you don't laugh, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are doing our part. We're fighting. What an embarrassment. Will they have to answer for this? Unfortunately not. Um, what? I thank you, though, for your support. I thank you, of course, for watching. I like, 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 without you, uh, we wouldn't be able to consider like sending a report to the White House. Seriously, we're, we're staffing up at this company. I want reporters in the field. I want why, why, why not us? Why not us asking questions on Capitol Hill? Why not? Why not us inside of these halls of power? You know, like Joe Biden has Secret Service protection. Most of them are just wandering around all day. Why not ask Joe Biden how many grandkids you got? Ooh. Baby, you want to fry the circuits? Go up to Joe Biden and say, hey, how many grandkids you got? And listen to the response. So he knows he's got eight. He knows he's got eight. Yeah, good old Hunter. Smartest guy he knows. There is good news on the horizon, ladies and gentlemen. The whistleblowers, they're falling like sweet African purple rain right out of the sky. Whistleblower 
Federal government facilitating multi-billion dollar child sex trafficking operation at the U.S. border. Well, 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 here we go, baby. This from Breitbart News. A whistleblower who's worked at President Joe Biden's Health and Human Services saying the federal government facilitating a multi-billion dollar traffic, uh, human child trafficking operation at the U.S.-Mexico border that delivers migrant children to traffickers, abusers, and others looking to exploit them. On Wednesday, a House Judiciary Subcommittee hearing had uh, the enforcement chair, Tom McClintock from California, uh, having his hearing where a whistleblower testified. And here's what she had to say. Listen. I thought I was going to help place children in loving homes. Instead, I discovered that children are being trafficked through a sophisticated network that begins with recruiting in home country, smuggling to the U.S. border, and ends when ORR delivers a child to a sponsor. Some sponsors are criminals and traffickers and members of transnational criminal organizations. It could be argued that the United States government has become the middleman in a large-scale, multi-billion-dollar child trafficking operation that is run by bad actors seeking to profit off of the lives of children. We went down to the border. I mean, even the New York Times is publishing a piece this week saying that the Bidens are effectively doing child trafficking with these policies because these children are helpless. It rips your heart out of your chest, especially as a father. You watch this stuff. We went down to the border. We filmed a border documentary and they brought me to the rape tree uh, in in this Yuma, Arizona section that's very popular for people to just walk into our country. And what was shocking to me is the amount of stuffed animals, little kids' backpacks and stuff that's like sitting there in the dirt because they discard all, all the stuff they've been carrying once they get to the United States so that there's no identifying markers or things on them. And it's like all these backpacks, all these stuffed animals. I mean, I watched a bunch of people just flood into the country. True evil. What do you do in the face of true evil? Well, Fox News, they fire uh, the guy who calls it out, Tucker Carlson. Godspeed to Tucker. He's going to be way better. But what do you do in the face of true evil? You got you to you gotta hold one down. You got to read your Bible. You got to refocus up. Onward, Christian soldier, put on the full armor of God. And we try and do that every single show. And we deliver every single show. Our verse of the day from John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. You look at Tucker Carlson. He's like laughing and having the time of his life. He's not afraid. His heart isn't troubled. The worst things that the world can possibly do to us, none of that's going to change the ultimate victory that we have. None of that's going to change real judgment that will happen either in this life or the next. And so you can be confident. You can walk upright and you can hold your head proudly and say that I have organized my life correctly and that you can't touch me. And it's a beautiful thing to have. It's the greatest confidence in the world. Don't ever forget your confidence. God, family, country, organize your life right, and you'll be set. It's your boy, Benny. We'll be back tomorrow. This has been The Benny Show. See ya.